1: The Shadow Diaries, from Studio 71 and Snarled Entertainment.
2: You can't save me! As I laid there, main stage next to Eliza, pinned down and under fire, I realized these flashes whizzing by overhead weren't gunshots. The crowd howled like jackals as they continued to push and punch and bite each other. Then Eliza turned to face a security guard holding an actual gun. She walked forward as if to dare him.
1: Babe, just calm down. We got this covered.
2: Cooper pleaded, holding his bruised head from our earlier mess in the hotel room. But Eliza didn't take the bait. She gave him and his mom, the evil queen of pop, a smile It did the unthinkable. A chess move none of us saw coming. She turned her back and let herself free fall into the crowd. Jesus Christ pose. She was right. I couldn't help her. But maybe she realized she could help herself. After years of working hard for her fans, it was time for her fans to work for her. Use their toxic energy, their clawing hands, and take her the fuck away from this living nightmare. Grab her back.
3: Now! How? She's too far out. Where is the ground team? Shit. This is bad,
1: Mom. Real bad.
3: Somebody do something, goddammit! Event security! Uh, Howard, where is your team?
1: You tell me! There's a full blown riot in my crowd from your crazy musician. And so now my team is doing triage, and in about three minutes, I'm gonna have to call in city backup, or this place is gonna
2: implode. I could see through the ring of fire a look of desperation I'd never witnessed from Marilyn. Maybe she wasn't the all-powerful Queen of Darkness I made her out to be, but instead just an influential divinity foot-soldier, now panicked that she had lost control of her latest assignment before her current subject, Eliza, had delivered the fever-dream-inducing, demonic hellscape she had so meticulously planned. Mom! Do something! Shut up, Cooper! Eliza was already too far out into the crowd and Marilyn was out of control, and I soon realized I was alone. All alone. Center stage, mic in hand. Seconds from capture. Enough of this bullshit. Just grab that bitch and let's get out of here! As Marilyn's team closed in, a sinking feeling filled my stomach. What had I done? And what were they about to do to me? The guards stepped just within reach. In one singular moment, I realized I still had the power. The ring of fire around me, still ablaze. I grabbed Eliza's mic and turned to the crowd. Uh, hello? Hello? Is-is this on? What are you
3: doing? Putting an end to this once and for all. Will someone kill that mic?
2: Everyone! This is Marilyn Rose. You may not know her by her wickedly awesome Dark Queen attire, but she's the one behind all those hits you love. But that's not all!
3: Shelby, do you copy? Cut the mic feed. What is taking so long? Crowd's too loud. She can't hear us on the walkies. So go down there and tell her in person. Listen to me, Shayna. Drop the mic and go down the stairs now, and we can handle this quietly. She's scared, guys! What should I do?
2: They think I should keep going. Not only does she make the hits you love, she also controls the mind of your favorite star, Eliza. Through drugs and rituals and threats. And soon enough, she'll control you, too!
3: Do you really think telling a crowd of kids on drugs your nightmare fantasy is going to stop anything? I know the truth because eliza told you are you sure about that say her name she needs you now help her get away someone shut the mic off dr Summers, thank god go hurry
1: shayna we can help you eliza's a sick girl she created this lie in your head just like trevor but you still have a chance go downstairs quietly and we will take care of you an all-expenses-paid trip to my wellness center. How does that sound? Nobody has to go to jail, right, Mom? You leave now,
3: honey. We can handle this privately. I looked out to see Eliza, far in the
2: distance, carried away by her fans, floating through the sea of concertgoers until she was totally out of sight. Eliza had actually done it. She escaped. My makeshift plan was working. The farther she got, the more out of reach Marilyn's endgame became. No longer center stage messenger, but instead a superstar on the run.
1: Grab her!
3: Party's over, Shayna. You had your chance and you blew it. Too bad. I thought you were smart enough to realize when to give up. In a fit of false strength,
2: I kicked one guard, rolled away from the other, and freed myself before they could apply the zip tie to my wrists. I ran for the stairs by Shelby, but the lower level was clogged with security. Guns drawn.
1: Yo, what is wrong with you guys? Grab her! And does anybody have eyes on Eliza? Howard! We're looking. Sounds like she's close to the exit. The exits look harder! Don't tell me how to do my job!
3: And you, Shayna.
2: There is no way out. I was running like a fucking idiot, from one side of the stage to another. Like a cartoon character, Wiley e. Coyote, knowing his fate but trying anyways. Before suddenly, more pyros kicked in. I knew exactly what that meant. I've been to 16 shows in less than three weeks. I've studied every moment. If you had been to that many shows, you would know that the pyrotechnics for Eliza Gold's headline show run like clockwork during the finale, which apparently should be now.
3: Stop running. This is just getting embarrassing, babe. But I didn't listen.
2: In fact, if Marilyn was less concerned with world domination and more concerned with the staging of her pop princess's show, she would know that each blast lasts for about 30 seconds, with a 45-second pause in between. The pyro cues started on either side of the stage, left blast, right blast, until they reached the back center by the final massive fireworks that shoot up into the sky and create Eliza's evil eye. Instead of listening, I played dodge. Dodged the guards, hid behind the left blast ran across the stage, and dodged behind the right blast. Searching for an exit or a place to jump into the crowd, weaving back to the left and dodging behind another. Enough! I darted to the other side of the stage, right after the next blast, and found myself alone in a haze of smoke with no sense of direction. The breeze picked up, and everything around me darkened, turning a strange tint of red. And I realized I wasn't just on stage anymore. I was at least one foot in their world, maybe both. I felt the hairs on my neck raise, and I knew I wasn't alone. I looked up to see the dark body of a demon whipping by overhead in smoke, circling me like a buzzard. Was I already dead and didn't know it? Then the demon, who I now recognize as the Shadow Man, landed and started slowly walking forward. His hollow black eyes and mouth spiraled, trying to inhale me, pulling at my soul. I turned back to run when I felt a hand on my shoulder and something sharp hit my lower back.
3: Time's up, bitch. I jumped back to find
2: Marilyn and Cooper cornering me. But this wasn't the version of mother and child seen in the daylight. No, eyes glowing red, faces pale and pockmarked. This was Marilyn and Cooper's true expression and it was nothing less than demonic. I looked to see what was poking into my side. Imagine. If a guitar had turned black, shed its strings and sprouted jagged blades on every ankle, the largest of which protruded from the head. That was what Cooper was armed with. I looked over my shoulder to see the shadow man closing in, then back at Cooper's death guitar needling my side. I was trapped between sacrificing my body or surrendering my soul in this unreal nightmare. Then I heard fireworks. They were still going off, which meant I still had one foot here, in the real world and 40 seconds till the next blast.
3: Submit now, Shayna, or die. You gonna stab me right here on stage? Thinking about it? Your girlfriend's
2: gone, and she never really liked you to begin with. She saw through your shit, and yours
3: too. I made her what she always wanted to become, at one with divine spirit. And you could have joined us, but you were too weak, too afraid to become something better, something more.
2: Cooper's guitar blade was digging so deep I could feel the blood trickling down, but I didn't turn or move a muscle. I could feel the shadow man so close now. One look back might do me in. So you're just gonna let him kill me, right here. (laughs) What's stopping me? 10 seconds to the next pyro, and the blade was practically touching my kidney, close to bursting through. I was starting to feel woozy. The first stages of shock. The strobe lights were building up, mounting to support the launch of the final massive evil eye pyrotechnic five seconds
3: give in or die four three two huh
2: with all the force in the world i pushed cooper and his death guitar off me and jumped away marilyn looked at the giant wick confused until she realized what was about to happen the last pyro the finale pyro packed an extra punch it was an old school firework 75 percent potassium nitrate mixed with 15% charcoal and 10% sulfur, shooting up and creating a bombastic blast way up in the sky. Unless, that is, you're standing within a two-foot circumference. Then it acts as a bomb, explodes anything its way. In this case, Marilyn and Cooper rose. Ah! Amid the fire and fury, Cooper and Marilyn held on, reaching out at me through the snarling inferno, their cries more of rage than pain. The evil inside of them held on to its physical form until its flesh melted, turning to ash. And their red, demon eyes, dismembered from their bodies, floated up into the smoky ether. A third spirit traveled with them. The Shadow Man. His hideous face taking shape in a cloud of smoke. One final time before dissolving, I looked out at the crowd which, it appeared, had come out of its spell. Mindless rage turned to panic. As everyone realized the stage was on fire and Eliza was missing, I got up and attempted to run, but it was no use. This time, it really was over. Face
1: on the goddamn ground! Put your hands behind your back!
2: As they dragged me off, I could see the rest of Marilyn's team huddled around their evil leader in her son's ashes. Lost. Devastated. As for Eliza? Gone. And I had no idea where. But I was nervous. After all, I hadn't gotten to tell her the lone survivor's message. What she needs to do is just... I'll fade away. Like a ghost. Then, I thought back to something Eliza had said to me in Austin. You're too big to just disappear, Eliza. Fuck that. When I'm gone, I'll be gone. No one will know where I went or how I went. But you won't see me again. The second I get the chance, I promise you this, Shayna, I'll be a ghost. A ghost? She didn't need me to tell her. She already knew. All she needed was for someone to stand up and say, stop the madness. Your life is worth so much more than this, which is exactly what I had just done. I breathed a sigh of relief as I was escorted out of the venue by security and handed over to the swarm of police officers in the parking lot.
1: In the car, now.
0: Tell us where Eliza went. Did you really blow up the stage? Whoever you are, you're a legend. Tell Eliza we love her.
2: As I was manhandled the rest of the way to the nearest patrol car, a peculiar sight caught my eye. A vision that would have thrown me were it not so strangely familiar. A black cat with a white spot on its head was prowling by amid the mayhem. I looked my way, and in that moment, it felt like Eliza was silently speaking to me, saying, Don't be afraid. You're not alone. You're going to be all right. When you're arrested, it's loud and painful. They don't let you in the back seat. They throw you in. People look at you differently. And when you get to jail, which is different than prison, I've learned, you're in there with everyone. And everyone's got a story. The Devil Made Me Do It is right up there next to It Wasn't Me and I Was Framed. You're gonna get out, girl. Have a little faith. But faith isn't easy when it smells like metal all the time. Shit and metal. And you can feel the oppression in your bones. No private internet, no cell phones, no nothing. Only your thoughts and gossip. I heard Shayna lit a bitch on fire. They were into some satanic shit. And, of course, the disappointment in the voice of your parental unit. In this case, my dad.
1: I tell ya, I never imagined calling up all our relatives trying to scrounge up enough cash to make your bond. It is... not pleasant.
2: Please. It's been a week. It's really scary here, Dad.
1: Just gotta hang in there, sweetheart. Good news is I've found the perfect therapist for you to talk to whenever you get out.
2: I was alone. Two weeks inside this hole. Thinking. Retracing. Figuring out what went wrong. What was real. And what was, as Marilyn said, a dark fantasy. How I got so close, saw so many things and let it all slip away. And what the hell was I gonna do now? 10 years or more for kidnapping, reckless endangerment, inciting a riot. Were the cops exaggerating these charges or was I gonna have to settle for the fact that I was completely, utterly fucked? A life behind bars flashed before my eyes when suddenly, out of nowhere
1: secco Shayna, your bail has been posted personal belongings one set of keys a cell phone one wallet contents 57 dollars, american express new york city metro pass driver's license chuck Ugh, let's not do the emotional thing please
2: oh my god you came for me. I, I thought I was going to be sitting here forever.
1: I literally just said none of this.
2: <sighs> Fine. Fine. I just... I can't believe it.
1: I still can't believe what you said to me that day at the festival. You warned me shit was about to get very real. I did not believe you. And then I and 60,000 other fans got totally fucked at the same time. We came to, world-famous star had vanished from the face of the earth. Kills me to say it, but whatever theories you may have had about the divinity... You might be onto something.
2: (laughs) Well, well, well. Listen to you. You want to represent me at the trial?
1: Not going to be a trial, kiddo. I already spoke with the lawyer. What? Apparently Eliza's doctor, the whole entourage, there are some details about that day that they do not want getting out, especially on the record. Must have been some pretty dark shit if they're willing to drop all charges against you just to keep them quiet. There may be a hearing or two to dismiss the charges, but other than that, I posted your bail. You're free.
2: Oh, my God. I, I don't know how to thank you.
1: There's no need to thank me. Just go home, take a shower, you smell like ungodly shit, eat some real food, catch up on Instagram, watch TV, and maybe, while you're at home, Netflix and chilling, you happen to start writing a book. A book? Yeah, something possibly about what happened to you. Names and events fictionalized, of course. Uh, of course. Of course. But definitely keeping in all the juicy stuff. Abusive manager, the demon worship, fearing for your life, a journalist deep dive into the dark arts.
2: (laughs) That sounds like a page turner.
1: Yeah, then maybe the uh, manuscript happens to get sent to me, and perhaps I dig it so much I send it to a friend of mine over at HarperCollins.
2: Ah, your maybe friend at HarperCollins sounds pretty
1: cool. Oh shit, yeah, he may be really cool. He may even already be interested, and perhaps he may have made a deal to let me release two choice chapters of this hypothetical book that you haven't written yet to run on the site to give today's beat a ton of clickbait as a thank you, because you know how much I love a good promotional tie-in. That I do. And then after the world sees this fascinating, lightly fictionalized account of what you, Shayna Seco, may or may not have experienced in the last month, your status as a badass young writer allows me to bring you back internally in a job more well-suited for you. I'm thinking investigative journalist. Huh. Anyways, you gotta roll. What about me? Uh, I don't know, take an Uber or something? Oh. Oh, you didn't think I was also taking you home, did you?
2: Well, no, I guess I just kind of figured. Cool.
1: Uh, Yeah, talk soon, Shayna.
2: And then he was gone. My own personal Jesus, Chuck Stein. Who knew? So I took his advice, grabbed an Uber to the airport, and got myself home. Trauma's weird. You start off naked, a crippled embryo, latching onto anything. A shower, a good cry, your favorite Chinese takeout, stupid shows like The Bachelorette, Love is Blind, or whatever the latest Netflix true crime series is. You take the pills your doctor gives you. You take the mansplaining lectures and snide remarks from your dad and pretend to forgive.
1: This all started with that damn blog.
2: I get it, I get it.
1: I always knew you weren't psychotic though, honey. Just confused.
2: Uh Uh-huh. And the trauma became a nightmare, and the nightmare became a memory, and that memory got me back to my computer as I started to look for any crumbs of info about Eliza. But a funny thing happened between the Reddit threads and the 4chan wackos as I searched for answers as to what went down those two weeks in late spring of last year. I began to uncover new mysteries. And it occurred to me that maybe my experience with Eliza was just the beginning. Maybe my calling was to help lend a voice to those things so unexplainable. And as the stories started to flow, the book I didn't think I could write magically wrote itself. I called it The Shadow Diaries. A collection of dark conspiracies, secret shadow organizations, and my personal account of the occult, all surrounding my search to find out the one question I still had no answer to. What really happened to Eliza Gold? Blocked collar. Shayna. Virgil? How much do you know
1: about the clones of Arandos? The what? I just sent you everything. I need your help. We don't have a lot of time.
0: The Shadow Diaries. Directed by K. Asher Levin. Written by K. Asher Levin and Zach Imbrogno. Episodes 2, 5, 8, and 9. Co-written by Matt Worley. Produced by Gail Gilman and Kay Asher-Levin, edited by Fitz Harris. Executive producers, Michael Schreiber, Dave DeVries, Stephen Pearlstein, and Gail Gilman. Starring Madeline Petch as Eliza Gold, and Kara Hayward as Shayna Secco. Featuring Constance Zimmer as Marilyn Rose, Kay Asher-Levin as Chuck, Markia McCarty as Priya, Clint Howard as Dr. Summers, Lydia Hurst as Christine, Davi Santos as Trevor. Carter Jenkins as Cooper Rose. Gerald Webb as Virgil. Co produced by Andrew Seely, Josh Falcon, audio engineer. Annalise Nelson, associate producer. Music provided by Gramoscope. Mixing by Peter Lapinski. Podcast cover art by Dak Schaefer. Script supervisor, Rebecca Samini. Additional featured voices by Zach Imbrogno, Sarah Lukasiewicz. Danny Gonzalez, Patrick Hambrick, Danielle Hootmer, Lauren Stevenson, Marina Ashfar, Zach Justice, Brighton Charbino, Saxon Charbino, Hamena Medina, David Warwick, Max Sternbaum, Jack Donnelly, Zeke Thomas, Dustin Moat, Brady Morphy, Sarah Sinsel, Dylan Swimmer, Ella Swimmer, Kira Lukasowitz, and B Busta.